0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Diva It's Tuesday, it is December 17th, it's 2019, and we have six basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Jordan Cooper,
1: Blenderhead. How are you doing, my friend? Good, good. I played <laughs> I played as many Pistons as I could, and and most of them got there, so like my cash games were fine. And then uh, and then just to figure out who, who was going to do well and... Uh, Apparently, uh, the Mavericks don't need Luca in order to beat the Bucks. Hey, well, you know,
0: Luca being out definitely um, opened up some value, that's for sure. So, um, I just really quick, like, I got a couple tweets today um, about Steven Adams and some other guys. Like, I just want to remind people, this is a first-look podcast. This is my first look at a slate every day. And things change so much. There's no way – you should have still been looking at J.J. Berea with all the news that came out. You know, it was was something that we had talked about, you know, and then, like, all that Detroit news, you know, just made those guys just not playable whatsoever. Like, so, you know, again, I just want to make sure everybody knows it's a first-look podcast. Basketball is so much harder to do the first-look podcast than other sports because football, you know, we can give a really good idea who we like. Baseball, we have a good idea who's going to be in lineups and who's pitching and, you know, weather, weather really defects that. But basketball, it's a first look. And, you know, things are going to change. Pay attention to projections. Pay attention to that stuff as the slate gets closer and closer um, because you would have saw that Markeith Morris should have been in every lineup that you built um, on this slate um, on Monday. So just wanted to start off there um, because, again, like – It's a first look. It's supposed to be a first look. This podcast was always supposed to be a first look.
1: Right. If if, uh, the Pistons are on the slate, we don't know the night before how far away Andre Drummond has been from an avocado. Simple as that. (laughs) If you guys haven't
0: already, make sure you head on over to our sponsor site, fantasydraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Uh, Love what they're doing over there. Only rake-free DFS site out there. They have a $150,000 Hooters main event tournament for this weekend's NFL slate. They have a $15,000 pick and roll um, for tonight's NBA slate. They got NHL going on over there as well. So make sure you're checking them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Like I said, the only rake-free DFS site out there. You're not going to pay rake. You're going to pay that $6 membership, and you're going to pay it off for the first $100 you play. So even if you're a small bankroll guy playing two to $400 a month, Fantasy Draft is a site you need to be checking out because you're not paying rake. Um, let's jump in here and get started. It is a six-game slate, like I mentioned. Uh, we get started with the Lakers and the Pacers. No total in this one. Anthony Davis is why. Uh, he's questionable here. Kuzma's already ruled out, and the Pacers are pretty much good to go. Um, you know, Samson and Oladipo, the same guys that have been – struggling um let's start here with the lakers i think this one's pretty easy for me if anthony davis plays i don't have a ton of interest in anybody outside of maybe kcp or danny green and if anthony davis doesn't
1: play i'll probably have a ton of lebron that's pretty much it i mean normally we see uh, anthony davis is probable on every injury report so the fact that he's questionable is ooh. we gotta wait for the news but at least it's the first game on the slate so even on 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 FanDuel with, uh, with the with the the no late swap like we we'll, we we'll, we'll know this we should know this before lock so like i agree with you like this game environment is probably one of the one of one of the two worst on the slate uh both teams are defensive play slow i mean i'm assuming the total is going to be low uh you could always take a shot on even if davis plays either him or lebron for a ceiling i guess i mean and you could always uh, you know, look on the other side for ceiling guys. But I think for in, – in general, uh, if AD plays, this is a game I'm more likely to avoid. But uh, but e- even the secondary pieces aren't all that appeal.
0: Yeah, even with Kuzma out, we're really not seeing a bump to anybody here. Um, I don't really see anybody, like, popping in projections here. Maybe, like I- – I think the guy that you're potentially looking at here and it kind of makes you a little sick is Avery Bradley. He's 3K. Kuzma's not going to play. He's going to play 25 minutes at 3K. It's a terrible matchup. If Andy Davis doesn't play, you know, maybe he plays, you know, a little bit extra minutes. But his his, his minutes increase 20 to 25 in that first, you know, two games. Is it going to increase from 25 to 30 here? Because he's 3K. We have to consider him just because he's 3K. And if he plays 25 plus minutes, he's 3K. Um, and there are plenty of studs to play up pay up for on this slate.
1: Yeah, just realize Avery Bradley is not necessarily the most consistent of scorers. Oh, so. no, he's terrible! <laughs> right, so he can play 25 minutes and score eight fantasy points. So, like, right. at the end of the day, if uh, I hope that's not the value of the slate because it's 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 not going to be a good one if that is.
0: I would much rather play Avery Bradley at 3K than KCP at 4100. And you're uh, a KCP guy, so yeah, I yeah, mean, but this that is not the game script. This is not the game script. Like, oh yeah, it's not one of these fast-paced. The ball goes everywhere. Right. That's right, where you can pick up two or three easy steals. Like, <laughs> um, as far as the Pacers go, you know, it's the same same thing. It's just it, this is a defensive slow-paced game. We don't expect this to be a high total. You know, the Pacers and the Lakers both in the bottom 15 as far as pace goes. The Lakers are second in defensive efficiency. The Pacers are fifth. Like, nothing really standing out to me. I think you could play Sabonis or Brogdon, you know, and hope for those ceiling games. You know, Miles Turner is still kind of cheap, but I I don't see
1: much here. Right. I'm not a big fan of playing Turner against McGee and Howard. I'd much rather, you know, Turner's Turner's main main point scoring for his scaling is like blocks and three-pointers. And, you know, I I really don't think this is the the best matchup against the Lakers' centers. Sabonis and Brogdon – their ceiling probability goes down against the Lakers. But, I mean, they are raw points. I could see them hitting, you know, 7,400 for Brogdon on draftings. Can he give you 38 to 40 points? Yeah, sure. Can Sabonis give you 38 to 40 points at 8K? Yeah, sure. So, like, I wouldn't be opposed to them being, like, the last piece raw point options in a cash lineup. But, uh, like, I'm not really going out of my way. I'm more interested if it were in GPP for a ceiling – I'd be more interested in the Pacers if Anthony Davis was out. And that's not because of matchup, but it's more due to the fact that, oh, I'll play LeBron, hope he plays 36 to 38 minutes in a close game, and then maybe I grab a guy on the other side that could also hit a ceiling. But outside of that, like, if everything stays the way it is and everyone's supposed to play, it's quite possible I have no players from this game in my GPP pool.
0: All right, moving on. We got Sacramento at Charlotte, 207 total here. Sacramento favored by five and a half. Bearing any setbacks, Fox is supposed to play here for the Kings. And then on the Charlotte side, Batum is doubtful, and P.J. Washington is out. Let's start with the Kings here. Buddy Heald has been a guy that I've been playing a lot recently. He's shooting the ball well. He's a guy that we really haven't seen an increase in price outside of the Golden State game but he's taking 20 plus shots almost every night and he's shooting a ton of threes, 7,200 here going up against Charlotte, one of the worst defensive teams in the league. I hate that Fox is potentially coming back here, but I still think buddy healed is, is worth a look here at
1: 7,200. I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess he could get it a ceiling, but the, uh, the Aaron Fox is not Corey Joseph and he's not Yogi Ferrell. Like Fox has a usage rate. He does handle the ball. So like, Fox at 7,700, even coming back, even without a minutes limit, I think is efficiently priced. If he's on a minutes limit, he's, he's overpriced. But with Fox back in the rotation for either even just 25 minutes, I think it just overprices like everyone on the team now. And I'm more inclined to let people think that Buddy Heald's going to put up 20 shots with Fox on the court or Bogdanovich off the second unit or, or any of these other guys. So, like, I know Charlotte's a good matchup and and yeah sure they could hit ceilings but like with fox back it, i i these guys have to come down at least 500 each in price before i, I think about it in comparison if it was a shorter slate if it was a three game slate okay i'd give it to you but it is a six game slate i think there are better options at each position
0: yeah and you know the other thing i think fox sees uh minutes limit here for what it's worth like i think he you know he's missed 5 weeks uh with an ankle injury I, I think conditioning is going to be a thing here. We, we've seen Luke Walton kind of be easy easing Bagley back in here over the last three games, playing him around 22 minutes. I think we see Fox play around 22 minutes in this game. Um, so, for what it's worth, that's kind of how I'm approaching it. And I think we still see 33 to 35 minutes from Buddy Heald here. So, And, like, with Bagley being back, it's really hard to like Rashawn Holmes here, even though this is a great matchup on paper. Bielitsa, his minutes have kind of been down as well. Like Bagley has just been eating into these guys. And, you know, really, I just don't trust any of these big guys, even in this, you know, really good matchup against Charlotte. No, I agree with you.
1: I'm I'm more interested in the Charlotte side of the game.
0: Yeah, man, Devontae Graham, like a, a guy that we were paying 8300 for the other day. It, his price has come back down to 7800 Um He's been a guy that's been way better at home this season if you like home-road splits for whatever reason, Uh, but he's just a guy we see the usage is up, and I think you're going to have to look at, like, is this finally the spot we play Cody Zeller?
1: Well, with P.J. Washington out and Marvin Williams questionable, I mean, what's their front He's expected to play for what it's worth. Oh, Marvin? He is expected to play. Okay. So maybe I've interest in Marvin. I just I just their, their front court rotation has to be Biombo, Zeller. I mean they can play two of them up front, they can play a little bit of kid Gildchrist. but I think like Biombo at 4800 starting and if he if he's going to project a, a median minutes of like 28 minutes against Sacramento, I think he's a great center play and then Cody Zeller as well. And now Cody Zeller on DraftKings is power forward eligible. So now you get the roster in in four different slots rather than two in your lineup. Uh, I mean, they don't, like, scream, like, 7x medians, like, in the projections, but I'm expecting them with – P.J. Washington plays 32 minutes. Like, those minutes have to go somewhere. So they're going to go to a mix of Zeller, Biombo, Kid Gilchrist, Williams, something like and, – and they're all cheap enough that, like, that's where I'm looking for value. And then I know you mentioned Graham, but Terry Rogier's down to 6,200. And I know that his range of outcomes when he plays alongside Graham is, is wide. But, I mean, the, the $1,600 difference I, – I don't think Rozier is a play on FanDuel, by the way. I think it's more on DraftKings at 6200 I think if, Gra- if Graham doesn't have a good game, I mean, in the backcourt, it's going to be Rozier. And if he put up 40 points in this matchup, I'm, like, not shocked. I'm not rushing to play him. But I'm pretty sure based on long-term form and long-term metrics for, from, a, for like, a projection model standpoint, I'm assuming that I'm going to see Rogier fairly high in those point-per-dollar standings uh, tomorrow in in the RG projections. But, I mean, understand that the range could be wide. So, like, I'm looking at that going, like, I don't want to jam him in in cash maybe. but, uh, But I think the more likely options, for medians at least, are in the front court.
0: Yeah, so you know, we kinda have one one game sample of what to kind of expect here with PJ Washington off the floor. Like Zeller started next to Biombo um against the Pacers. And I just I don't know if we necessarily see that in this spot, you know, with Sacramento. It really depends, I think, what Sacramento's starting lineup looks like too, because you know, we saw Indiana roll out um you know, Sabonis and Miles Turner. So, like, they kind of match that. So, I don't want to, like, just assume that's going to happen. But the minutes were really solid for Zeller and for Biombo. And they didn't play a lot of fourth fourth quarter minutes in that, like, blowout type of situation. So, I think we can kind of expect that. Maybe a sneaky value play is Cody Martin. He's probably likely going to play like 25 minutes in this game. Um, Maybe a few extra minutes if it turns into an ugly game, but I don't really expect that. So he's another guy that I don't hate for tournaments. If you're looking to just kind of throw some darts here, Malik Monk played 25 minutes and didn't play any fourth quarter minutes the other night. So there's some value here with Charlotte, with some of these injuries. Um, And like you mentioned with Washington playing, you know, 30, 30 to 32 minutes a night, like, there's a lot of minutes to go around. Like, B.J. Washington's a guy that was, you know, approaching high 40s in, in some games. So, I like Charlotte a lot. I'm with you here. It would be interesting to see, you know, what type of projections we're looking at around 5, 6, seven o'clock before lock tomorrow. So, uh, moving on, we got the Hawks and the Knicks, 220 and a half total here. It's a pick'em game. game. Um, Collins is still out. Herter is questionable. And Trier, um on New York is out. Um, whoop de doo Let's talk Atlanta here. Is there anything standing out to you here for the Hawks?
1: I think that the uh, the person you need to watch is that uh, Jabari Parker is questionable. I don't know if you, he's if, do expected you see? to play. He's expected to play. He's listed yeah. as questionable. Uh, Herter's listed as questionable. Yeah. So, oh, they they they, they upgraded him. He has a cute tag on DraftKings. Yeah, Parker on the injury report was probable. Okay, so they need to update it on DK. Yep. Uh so yeah, with Parker, with his—I mean, I was thinking like if he's not going to play, then you know we got some usage to go around. But uh, for the most part, the, the Hawks are are fairly efficiently priced. Trey Young has a ceiling; he's ninety nine hundred. He also has a floor. I think you could play him in catch. I think you could play him in GPP. I don't. He doesn't stand out or anything. But like the rest of the team, they played. Their, their rotation is. Is a lot. I mean, they have all the wings. They have three centers. They, like, like you could take a shot on, like, DeAndre Hunter at 4,500. He he, he he plays a lot of minutes. Like, what I like is that he'll play 35-plus minutes, but sometimes he'll get you 18 points, and sometimes he'll get you 40 points. So, you know, buyer beware there. Or same thing with, like, Cam Reddish, similar type of thing. It's just that they just play too many guys that I almost feel like I either take Trey Young or I take no one.
0: Yeah, I'm kinda of in the same boat. I, I like Trey Young in this spot. Outside of that, I just I don't really like anything else. Um unless we get news that Parker doesn't play, which it sounds like he's gonna play. And then like Herder sits as well. Like the Hawks just need a couple of bodies out. They they play a really big rotation and I'm kinda of with you, but I love the New York Knicks today. I don't think I've said that in a long time. But I absolutely love the New York Knicks here. Both of these teams are really bad defensively, but the difference is Atlanta plays at the 10th fastest pace, and the Knicks play at the 27th fastest pace. So Knicks, very slow team. This is a massive pace up spot. The Atlanta defense is one of the worst defenses against wing players. I think they allow the second most fantasy points to shooting guards and the first most to you know small forwards. They just they struggle with high usage wings and. We have some guys here with the Knicks. Like, I think this is a spot that R.J. Barrett has monster upside.
1: Uh, can you tell me what's going on with him? Because, like, on DraftKings, he they've reduced – <laughs> Yeah, well, but uh, that, and they reduced his price to 4500 Is Is the introduction of, of Elf Payton, like, limiting? Is he just playing a lot of wing? Is he just, like, off the ball? Because it's not – I mean, he's, pl- like, he's playing 36 minutes and then, like, having 11 shots. And his from before that, if he was playing 36 minutes, he'd be averaging 30 fantasy points. So is it the type of thing? I know, I, Barrett, based on projection models, because they're, they're going to not weigh the last two games as heavily. Like, Barrett's going to pop at 4,500 on DraftKings. He's more expensive on FanDuel. I get not playing him there. But I'm just asking you, as since you're more of team watch the games than I am, on is there a reasoning behind it or is it just like why why aren't we buying in on Barrett at 4500 cuz i think it's just maybe more of a overreaction by like the DraftKings pricing
0: algorithm 100% one of the best value plays on the slate but i will say the last 3 games elf Baton's usage is 26 22 and a half, 28 and Barrett's is all is, is under eighteen in all of those games. Now on the season playing together, Barrett's around twenty-one percent. So recently, Elf Payton has definitely been hurting RJ Barrett's usage when they've been on the floor together. But at forty five hundred, look at his last few games. He just has not shot the ball well in general. The game that he shot the ball well against Golden State, he put up forty-four fantasy points. So I think it's more of just not hitting shots. He's still going to take them. We, we see double-digit shot attempts every night. He's 4,500. We just got done talking about all the upgrade and pace, the defensive matchup. Like, I love R.J. Barrett here. Absolutely love him. Um, going to be playing him a ton in this game. And then, you know, Elf Payton, the, the other side here. I think you can play both of these guys together. I do not think they're negative, their negative correlation whatsoever.
1: Well, also, just a matter of, like, Peyton's minutes could be wider. I mean, like, because they, they do have a healthy backcourt. So, like, he's been getting, like, 25 to 27. Of course, he's a good FPPM guy, but just understand that he could, he could put up a lot of points or – I mean, I know Fisdale's not there, so, like, it almost makes it, like, I want to play Knicks more, but I'm looking more towards, like, the front. Like, if it's going to be Julius Randle, if, if, if Jabari Parker is, is the defender on Julius Randle <laughs> – to me, that just screams like Randall just going to the rack like every play, and at seven thousand, if he's gonna play thirty-five minutes, uh, like I'll play Randall in Cash, and I'll play. Ran- I mean, like I just think on DraftKings, especially not on FanDuel. Uh, I a FanDuel, I think like maybe Marcus Morris is 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 the same price on FanDuel, so I think he's more of a play on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. But like Randall and 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 Barrett, like. Typically, I don't like playing Knicks in Cash, but at these prices, like, they seem underpriced.
0: The other thing that, like, like if you're using, like, lineup HQ, you could make a group of, like, you know, Elf Payton, Barrett, and, and Randall um, and just kind of set it at, you know, two, two of those three or throw in Morris and two of those four. Like, I, I love the Knicks here. Like, I have no issues playing a lot of Knicks in this game
1: right I'm assuming they're 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 implied total i mean i I don't see the line or anything that it's a pick right now at two twenty and a half, so what's that one ten ish yeah, one ten ish, but I mean a lot of times we see the Knicks at ninety eight so yeah I, I think that they get a pace bump, they get a total bump in possessions uh and they're running without Fizdale. they're actually running an actual they're, they're, it's an actual rotation. it's not like a pick'em who's gonna play type of rotation. So I'm much more confident in playing some of these guys. Maybe I avoid. I mean, you could play Mitchell Robinson obviously for his upside, but I mean, I think the center minutes are going to be spread out a little bit more, and uh, and also, I mean, they could play. They could even play small. I mean, Randall could play center against uh, as long as Lens not on the court against like Damian Jones or Bruno Fernando. Like they could choose to play Randall at the five if they want. I mean, I don't think they've been doing that, but I know we normally don't talk about the Knicks this much, but. It's the pricing. Like all you had to do was make RJ Barrett fifty six hundred and Randall eight thousand and Marcus Morris maybe sixty five hundred and Peyton fifty-eight hundred. And I'd say like, okay, you can play them if you want. It's like, okay, they're they're okay. I just think on DraftKings, especially, they're 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 a good ten percent underpriced for what they should be median-wise.
0: Barrett's probably even higher than that. Like, it, it, you know, he should – Well, if, uh, unless, unless
1: you believe that what's going to continue with him playing alongside Peyton is going to – he's just going to sit there with 18% usage and maybe he doesn't get there. But to me, doesn't get there for like a cash value. Like for 4500 like 5X, let's say you just get 5X, is, is 20, 22. I think that's doable. But, I mean, he has the ceiling. He could put up 40 points. I mean, we've seen him put up 40-plus points. So, I mean, that's like 9-10X. So, uh, on a six-game slate, when are you, you going to get uh, a guy under 5K that, like, has a history that shows multiple times that he has 40-plus point upside?
0: Yeah, what's crazy about it, too, is, like, the, the price. Like, this dude's averaging 27 fantasy points per game this season. Like, it's it just the pricing. I don't know. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but we're going to take advantage of it for sure. Let's move on. Uh we got Brooklyn at New Orleans, two thirty and a half total here. Brooklyn's favored by one in this game. Kyrie and Levert are still out. JJ Reddick and Darius Miller are out for the Pelicans. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Brooklyn side?
1: I think on the Brooklyn side, I mean, obviously this is this is a high total game. Uh the you know, the, the Pelicans, like got teams like the Pelicans and teams like the Wizards and those type of teams. Typically, it's like going to the course field of NBA basketball. Uh I think you could play You could play a lot of these guys. But, I mean, to me, the Nets are always a team where if you're playing GPP, you have to use groups because it's a lot of these wing players, a lot of guys that are shooting dependent. So, like, to me, outside of, like, Dinwiddie, Allen, and maybe Prince, like, all the other guys are, like, don't include – like, if you're going to play Joe Harris, you don't want Dinwiddie or Prince. You want Harris to put up all the shots. If you're going to play Garrett Temple, like, you need to get rid of those guys, too. Like, Prince at least has some rebounding and stuff. But uh, I think it, it really depends. If you told me that J- Jared Allen was going to play 28 minutes, I'm playing him at 6,400. The past two games, DeAndre, they've been kind of splitting more time. But, I mean, I think against the Pelicans front court, I don't think DeAndre Jordan is necessarily needed unless Jaleel Okafor is on the floor. So I think it's more likely that that they take advantage of of the size and go with Allen and play a lot more pick and roll. But I don't know I don't know what you could say, because Favors is only going to play like 20 minutes. So there's going to be like 28 minutes on the court where like is going to play and Hayes is going to play, or they go small with Melly. So like to me, the, the the choice in whether or not I play Jared Allen is how many minutes do I think he's going to get? And if it's 28 plus, 6,400 is too cheap.
0: Yeah, as prices come down. Um, you know, they blew out philly the other night and you know there was a a back-to-back so did they limit his minutes in the first half of the back-to-back at 25 he's been playing anywhere from 22 to 30 minutes on a on on a consistent basis and like if you feel like it's going to be at the high end of that he he could really crush in the spot like you said so i think dinwiddie is probably one of the better tournament plays on this slate 7500 he's a guy that can go for 45 plus in this game and, you know, you get a nice discount. So I think Dinwiddie is probably one of my favorite plays on the entire slate um, as of right now. And like you said, you know, Harris, Prince, these guys, like you can play these guys, um, you know, but you got to limit how you approach these guys. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, we go to the other side of this game. And I love Josh Hart today. Josh Hart at 4,700 without J.J. Redick. We project him probably around 30 to 33 minutes here, and Josh Hart's going to get his shots up. And even Lonzo Ball at 5K, does he play 30 minutes here with no J.J. Redick? You know, Redick, there's enough minutes from J.J. Redick that I think that we have some opportunity here from the New Orleans side.
1: I know they've been playing ball off the bench recently, but do you think with Redick out, do you think – to me, I need to know whether or not, like, the starting lineup's going to be, like, Ball, Holiday, uh, like Ingram Williams favors something, something like that, or is it going to be Ball still playing off the bench and then Hart starting, or some type of comment? I mean, to me, that would be the two things that I would expect. Uh so to me, like I prefer if Ball to me because I think it's a sign if Ball starts that he's going to play thirty plus, because they also remember they also have Frank Jackson, they also have Alexander Walker. So, like, it's not like ball can still play off the bench and just play 26 minutes, and that's it. And that means, like, whoever's, st- like, I'm looking at whoever starts. Whoever starts for Reddick, that's the guy that I want to play because I think it's signed that he's going to play the most amount of minutes. I think Hart is more likely, like, I like both of them. I mean, at 5,000 and 4,700 on DraftKings, I think they both have massive ceilings for what they offer. But this actually makes me more want to play Drew Holiday. At seventy seven hundred, uh, in cash as well as GPP, uh, and even Brandon Ingram. If you look at the context of the slate, I think on Fanduel you're playing Brandon Ingram. You need to play two small forwards, and small forward is not as strong as the of positions today. So I think especially with Red, if you take Reddick's usage out and his shots, I think that just gives a couple of more shots to Ingram in the starting lineup. And Brooklyn is a great matchup anyway. So like I think I on Fanduel I prioritize Ingram and on. Drafting is I prioritize holiday, and then I just I I know it's eight o'clock game. It's going to be an hour after lock, but like whichever one whoever had a ball and Hart starts, like that's really the guy that I want. But if it doesn't end up being that guy, I don't I don't mind. I think they could both play thirty minutes.
0: Yeah, I almost want Ball to start so Hart comes off the bench and gets that second team usage. So um, yeah, to it, me it's it just... all about
1: closing. To me, I just want to know who's closing the second and. And the second, the first and second half, like, if, it, if it's going to be hard closing, I don't care if he's coming off the bench. And if Ball's not going to close as a starter, I want to know that. Like, to me, it's not necessarily who starts. It's just who's giving me the sign on what that closing unit is going to look like at the end of halves.
0: Yeah, the thing is, like, you know, Josh Hart has closed a lot of games recently. So, J.J. Reddick closes games, too. So, if you think ball is going to close for Redick and Hart's still going to be out there, I- I'm with you. I think they both could play 30 minutes in this game. But I do think Ingram is a fantastic tournament play. Um, we do see an increase in usage with J.J. Redick off the floor for Ingram. It's just a few extra shots. And you've got to think, like, J.J.'s been playing a ton recently. Um, you know, he went on that three-game stretch where he played at least 32 minutes in all of those games. And probably why his groin hurts. He's getting a little older.
1: Um, so Maybe his groin think- hurts for another reason hey maybe like maybe he's gotten a hand hand, he's gotten a hand on on too many avocados
0: Uh, too many avocados for sure he's been doing other things with the avocados (laughs) (laughs) but outside of that like nothing really standing out to me unless we get news that Derek Favors minutes are going to be back in the 30s um you know he was on a tight minute restriction in last two games so Unless we get news on that, I just don't see playing any of these other guys. You know, Kendrick Williams might play a few extra minutes, but with favors back, I just, it's hard to trust any of those guys. So it's really like Ingram, Holiday, Ball, and Hart for me. And like I said, I really like Josh Hart at 4,700. I think there's a ton of upside there.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is what, if if there's a game to stack on this slate, uh, this is the more likely one to be it.
0: The holiday shopping season is here and this year your gift can start next year's good habit with Quip. Quip is something that's sure to put a smile on everyone's mouth because it's dental care. They'll actually want to use every day. That's why Quip is the perfect, thoughtful and practical gift with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss and toothpaste, all intentionally designed to make good habits simple. The Quip electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations and a timer with 30 second pulses to guide your routine and the Quip Floss dispenser has pre-marked strings, so you always use the right amount. Plus, Quip delivers brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months. Join over 3 million happy customers and check everyone off your list, guest gift list gift right now with Quip. Just go to getquip.com slash fantasy to save on a gift sets And to get your first refill free with a refill plan, that's your first refill free at getquip.com. QUIP.com slash fantasy. That's getquip.com slash fantasy. We move on. We got Orlando at Utah, 207 and a half total here. Utah favored by five and a half in this game. Um, Aminu is out. Mike Conley is probable. Um, is there
1: anything here standing out to you for the Orlando Magic? Vucevic, I mean, he played 29 minutes in his first game back. 70, we're gonna we're
0: gonna have a, a minutes restriction and be careful on his minutes he plays 29 minutes <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> right that's what i'm saying like that's like, like, <laughs> i mean it's an awful matchup this is an awful game i mean it stands out as one of the two worst games on the slate with the, the lakers pacers game this game stinks yes it's you know it stinks completely and it stinks primarily not only because of uh you know the defensive efficiency of both teams and the pace but because like Vooch is back, which makes, like, all the other guys' priced too high, other than Vooch himself. But if he's only going to play 30 minutes, what's his ceiling? In Utah against Gobert. And then on the Utah side, if Conley's back, it makes everyone on their team overpriced. So <laughs> I look at this and I go, yeah, I guess people could hit ceilings, but the probability is going to be so much lower now that, uh, you know like, – I how do I play any of these guys? I mean, yeah, I guess Gordon, I guess Fournier, I guess I – I mean, I guess Fultz. I mean, 51 – I'm going to pay Fultz 5,100 now? I mean, like, like it just I, – I, I never get these sites that, like, the guy comes back and they don't, like, price the other guys down far enough, quick enough that it makes it worthwhile to play.
0: The only guy that I have any slight, very slight interest in – like, I guess Vooch, like I, you said. I know who you're going to say. Terrence Ross. There like, you go. I knew it. I knew it. 4500 Why not? I'm team bench, man. Give me 25 minutes and 15 shots off the bench. I'm in. Like, if he gets hot, he can pay off $4,500. You know, it's a six-game slate. I don't think you have to go uber contrarian. I don't know if you'll even need or want to play Terrence Ross because there's a ton of value on this slate. But if he gets hot, he's a guy, if he starts shooting well, he'll keep shooting. So, you know, we see nights where he shoots over 50% and he keeps shooting and puts up 30 fantasy points it's not the best matchup in the world but if I was going to play anybody it'd probably be him and then on the Utah side you you nailed it like Donovan Mitchell is always in play Rudy Gobert is in play it's just with with Mike Conley coming back like I just don't see a lot here um you know maybe Mike Conley doesn't play his normal amount of minutes but he's still back it's still going to eat into usage and that's still going to hurt some of these guys like Joe Ingles has been playing a lot of point guard. Um, he's a guy you jump instantly, jump right off of here. Um, you know he's not going to play 35 minutes in point guard now that Conley's back. So I, I really don't like anything here for
1: Utah. Uh, this is probably my least favorite game on the slate. Yeah, the only the only consideration I'd make is if they tell me that Conley has no minutes restrictions. Like I could play him at 5500. He's not like a screaming value against the Magic, even at 5500 if he played 35 minutes. But at least if he, if he didn't have a minutes restriction, he would be the guy that's that's underpriced to some extent. But if you tell me Conley's only going to play 28 minutes, I can't play Conley, and his 28 minutes means I can't even play anyone else. I mean, yes, I guess Mitchell and Gobert are always viable for a ceiling, but comparison to like a Dinwiddie or a Drew Holiday or or the Randall or any of the, the, the 7K, even, uh, even the Graham and Rogier for the, the Hornets – like I still put Mitchell behind all of them with Conley back. So, like this is another game. Just like with if Anthony Davis plays for the Lakers, like it's quite possible those two games I literally have zero players in my pool for.
0: All right, we finish it out here with Phoenix at LA taking on the Clippers. This game right here is just it stinks that this is the 10:30 game because we're probably not <laughs> going to get a ton of news for this game. Um, Booker is questionable. Tyler Johnson is questionable. DeAndre Ayton is suspension is over. Um, So he is potentially returning here. We don't have any idea night before what type of minutes or anything he might play. Um, So we'll have to see how that kind of plays out. And then on the Clippers side, Beverly green and Lou Williams are all questionable. Um, So this is this game quite honestly, is almost impossible to break down the night before, but, you know, I, I talked about it in an expert survey. I talked about it on the podcast. I really like Ricky Rubio on Monday. He's he's a little cheaper in this matchup, but I, I just – he played 34 minutes. It's a back-to-back. I, I worry about Rubio even though I think, like, you know, he triple-doubled on Monday. Like, this is a guy that has a ton of upside with bookers off the floor. And
1: you could say the same thing for Michael Bridges, starting in his place at 4,400. So, like, yeah, it depends on if Aiton's back. Because remember, like – the Suns, with Aiton, they would run a lot of the offense through him. Yep. And it's quite possible with Booker out, they go back to that. So, I mean, this is like, who knows what's going to happen. If, if we go into the assumption that Aiton is – his suspension's over, but he doesn't play, like it doesn't all change all that much either because the Clippers are a great defensive team to begin with. So, like, if Booker is in – it's quite possible I play none of these. I mean, like I just look at this and go, "There's no one inefficiently priced." So, what? Who am I? Good to, who am I going to play here? And then on the Clippers side, it's it's. I, I hope I know what the news is. I'd love to play. I mean, I'd love to play Lou Williams on Fanduel at 6100. No matter who's available, I and mean, even Beverly is like five fifty-one on Fanduel. But I, you can't play them with the Q tags on a non late swap site. And the game three and a half hours after lock. But I don't think they're as, I don't think a lot of these guys are as much of a priority on DraftKings. I don't think anyone in the, like, even if, even if Booker is out, I don't think Rubio is a priority. I think you're perfectly fine with Drew Holiday or Spencer Dinwiddie for the same price. You're not missing out or anything, but if you want, if we don't get news by lock time, I think uh, having optionality, like, at least you can have an hour until, like, if you want to sk- – like, you're not going to play the Lakers-Pacers game. You may not play, like, uh, the guards in the kings Hornets game. So that buys you a half an hour till you decide whether or not you're going to play, like, R.J. Barrett or Trey Young. If at that point you're, you're, you're no news, you have until 8 o'clock to get the next – this is where you get the Dinwiddie and the holidays in that guard spot. So maybe – you instead you you wait on DraftKings. Obviously on FanDuel you you're done. Uh, but you wait an hour, and then use Entries Manager here on RG on on the on Lineup HQ, and it could be 7:52, and you get Booker's out and Williams is in and all that type of stuff, and then you build the lineups from there for GPP. And you know I I think once you get past that New Orleans game you're done because. I, I'm not going to the Orlando. I'm not. Uh, I don't, I'm not playing anyone the Magic Jazz game. But I think there is value in saving some for later. And if you do want to save like one late hammer spot for like optionality, and say you know because you could go from like Bridges to, I mean you'd have to do a two v two with like Rubio Bridges, and then you could like switch to like a Williams or a Harrell and then a Beverly like up and down type of thing because we know that like Kawhi and George are both going to probably they're both going to play so it doesn't make the Clippers like insane values if Beverly or Williams play. I mean it just it's not they're not great plays to begin with but if you do want to keep optionality for the case that all of these guys end up being out again on both sides of the ball I think you can wait an hour and then make your choice before that next Pelicans game and I think I, I think that's worthwhile to do on DraftKings.
0: And the other thing, like on Fanduel, like if we don't get news, I wouldn't mind taking a shot on Bridges. He's so cheap that if well, he's gonna sits, play
1: anyway, I'm talking about taking yeah. a shot on Lou Williams.
0: No, I, I get that. I was just meant like Bridges, just on the other like to to counter your argument, like Bridges would be a guy like I'd be doing the same thing. So, um, yeah, you know, really, like as far as the Clippers go, DraftKings wise, these guys are all kind of priced where they should be. I don't hate having a Lou Williams in the utility spot or uh, like you have so many options. If, if you have Lou in the utility spot and he ends up not playing, you know, you, you can leave a hundred dollars and go up to Harrell. You can play Oubre um, if Booker doesn't play for what it's worth. I think Aiton starts like Phoenix is very heavily invested in Aiton. I think he starts in this game. I think Kaminsky and Baines are going to be guys that really take hits here. And I think Aiton starts, he's been working out. I, I'd, I'd be shocked if he doesn't play like twenty, twenty-five minutes at least in this game.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind taking a shot on him if uh, if we get news that he's playing at seventy-four hundred, especially against the Clippers front court. I, I mean, I, especially like against the Clippers front court, if Booker doesn't play, I think. So. I mean, we've seen Aiden have fifty-point upside, so it's quite possible. And there may be plenty of the field that forgot about him and are just like <laughs> just that look guy. at the O tag and just go. uh, uh did, Oh, it's Baines, Kaminsky, it's Sarich, and those guys, and maybe he goes under-owned because of it. But I'm gonna assume that we're gonna have we're gonna know if Ayton's playing or not before Locke. So I think you, you won't be you won't be in a position of like, let's take a shot and see what happens with late swap. I think we'll at least get where we may not know if Booker plays by Locke, but I think I'll we'll know the entire inta- I think by the pregame. You know, the the early shoot-around type of thing, the beat reporters, like they're going to find out whether or not Aiton's is going to at least play. Maybe he doesn't start, but at least they'll say, oh, he will play, which means, you know, you could take that for what you want on whether or not he's going to start or play as many minutes, but at least we'll know.
0: All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, give me your guy under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got? I'm going to take the truck. I, I, all right. RJ Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. Like, night before, that should be everybody's. <laughs> um, there was somebody – I forgot to write it down because I knew you were going to say, oh, Josh Hart. I already know JJ Redick is out. Um, I'll take Josh Hart because I do think that with Redick out, he has potential to get there. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust at the top today?
1: Over 8K. I, I could cheat and say Anthony Davis and hope he's out. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I I think uh, I mean a lot, a lot of, these of these guys, guys are going to get five x today. Now, yeah, I think all these guys, are, I I think they're all going to get five x. But five x isn't good for these prices in in GPPs. I don't think so. If anyone, um, yeah, I, I'll just say Anthony. I'll just say Anthony Davis because I mean I I have no reason not to pick any of these guys and at least. I could win if he doesn't play.
0: I'm gonna. I think it's between Paul George and um, Kawhi. Uh, they're they're probably two of my least favorite guys up towards the top here, unless Lou sits. But I'll say Paul George. Um, yeah, I just yeah, love this one. Uh, give me your favorite six X play on the slate.
1: I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go high. All right. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go out on. I don't think it's out on a limb. But I'm going to go back to the Knicks. I'm going to say Julius Randle. We're all aboard the Knicks today.
0: That's one thing. That's not a good
1: sign. That's not – understand that 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 does not make me feel comfortable.
0: I'm going to go with uh, Dinwiddie for 6X today. Like I said when we were talking about it, I'd love the spot for him, 7,500. I think he's a guy that gets 6X on the slate. Uh, Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Let's get weird. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day.
1: Is Terry Rozier weird? Sure. That'd he could be, be weird.
0: He'll be less than 5%.
1: Yeah, I know. He'll, he, no, I think he's going to pop in projections enough that he's going to end up double-digit. There's so many people that use projections and and build multiple lineups. But, uh, geez, get weird weird? Like, how weird can I get? Like, uh, it, almost fe- it almost feels like uh, – because Biombo's not weird. I just feel someone Marvin Williams I mean it depend I I just feel like s- someone in that Hornets front court that's not Biombo, like someone there is someone on the Hornets is going and you're going to need him in GPP so like just pick your random it's it, Michael Kidd Gilchrist who knows Kidd Gilchrist if, if if or Marvin Williams one of those guys
0: All right um I was thinking Aiton, but I, I feel like Aiton is not a weird get GPP play. Um, we'll we'll have to see, like, if we get any news or not um, about him and just in general. So, I'm going to go all the way down to 3K and say Avery Bradley. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lost and forgotten. We talked about him a long time ago. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say Avery Bradley. Get weird GPP play of the day. Seven X, twenty-one fantasy points. Um, give me your Jeep or give me your tournament, cash game, DFS contest, game selection question. Uh, what, what's standing out
1: to you today? Okay, as I normally do, since I play the same contest, I like turning this segment into like a little tip. So, uh, if you're going to play three, I, I think a lot of people avoid like cash game type of things, but if you're more of a GPP player. But you don't want to play like double up, so you don't want to play head-to-heads. I think three-mans and five-mans are very good for you to play a single-entry type of lineup. Like a, what you would play in the forty dollars man single-entry on DraftKings, I think makes for a very good lineup in three-mans and five-mans. So you can t- even if you're at low bankroll, play the $1 and $2, $3, three-mans and five-mans, and make one lineup. Instead of like putting it into like, a $40 single entry, do $40 worth of three-mans and five-mans, and then play that same type of lineup. You get extra equity in some of those contests because most of the people that play three-mans and five-mans, at least on DraftKings because I do it, play their cash lineup, play the same lineup that they play in head-to-heads and that they play in double-ups. So those liners are typically built for like the 55th percentile. A three man, you really should be building for 66 percentile and five man, you should be building for like the 75th percentile, which is the same type of builds that you do in single entry GPPs. So it's quite possible that your two opponents in a three man or your four other opponents in a five man are all playing pretty much duplicate lineups or playing like the cash with a 1v1 or a 2v2. And if you're like, I'm going to fade the chalk guy and then then play a pivot and then still play like the rest of the chalk, I think you get a lot of expected value by instead of aiming for first place in a $40 single entry, maybe play $40 worth of that, and you could possibly 3X or 4X your money easier doing that than coming in like top 40 in the $40 single entry.
0: There you go. Um, I'm going to talk about, I talked DraftKings low dollar yesterday. I'm going to go to FanDuel, the $25 single entry tournament. Uh, It's the NBA and one. I play this tournament a ton over there on FanDuel. The rake is is high. If you want no rake, go to Fantasy Draft. But first place on in this tournament is under 10%. Top 10 is under 30%. Min cash is 2x and it pays 23.4% of the field. You know, we're still not getting close to that 25, but, this is a great bankroll building tournament. Um, it can really help you if you're, you know, working on your single entry tournaments before going up to the 50 or a hundred dollars single entries, the $400, the $200 single entry tournaments. So really like this $25 tournament over there. Like I said, you know, 23.4% min cash, two X top 10, less than 30% first place, less than 10%. So outside of the rake, it is a really, really strong tournament to build your bankroll. Uh, give me your favorite over-under on the slate. What do you got?
1: Uh, my favorite over-under would be over-under 12 points for Avery Bradley, and I'll take the under. <laughs>
0: 12 fantasy points or 12 actual points?
1: Uh, oh, probably. Let, let, I mean, let, let, I don't want to say that low. He's averaging in 1920. Oh, he's averaging 16 in 25 minutes. So, I guess th- let's set the over-under at 16. Uh, I would
0: take the over.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm taking. It doesn't matter. You can whatever number it is. I'm, I'm taking the under anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'm going to take the over in the Atlanta New York game. It, it's sitting at two twenty and a half. We talked about this game a lot. Two really bad defensive teams. We've seen New York push the pace a little bit here recently. Uh, I'm going to take the over in that game. I, I like the over a lot in that one. So, uh, Jordan, any final thoughts before we get
1: out of here? No, other than feel free to. Uh, if you're not already in the Discord, I'm in there all the time teaching about the kind of strategy and theory of DFS, Let's so on like what to, who to play and what to do types of things. So it, I know that uh, if you're a premium member, I know this is a free podcast, you should sign up because a lot of people DM me for coaching now. A lot of people that think I'm, I could teach them how to play and I, I think I'm a good teacher. I don't, I don't do private coaching. I just tell people sign up for RG Premium and I'll see in the Discord. I'm in there pretty much every day. Uh, talking whatever basketball, football, whatever it is, and you're more than welcome to a- ask me any question you want about DFS strategy. And I'm uh, more than, than I could help you out. So uh, sign up for premium and join the Discord.
0: All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more NBA. If you're a premium member, like Jordan said, head on over to Discord. Check it out. Um, ton of, ton of great stuff going on each and every day. You have access to a lot of us in Discord. So, take advantage of it if you're a premium member. If you're not a premium member, I would definitely highly suggest checking out Premium. The projections for NBA this season are <laughs> just incredible. So, uh, that's going to wrap it up. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more hoops. Good luck in your contest tonight. We'll see you then.